Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. What do all those S's stand for? I'm not going to get into it. We're your hosts for mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor. He's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth before it was called Lubin Field. He's Spokane Brandon. Good morning. Uh, hi. Uh, I can't believe we still do this. This podcast? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I, yeah, it's been forever. Um, full disclosure, we're doing another program right now. Brandon does all this for free, so he's very nice like that. But we're doing another program right now called Nerd Talk Plus, and it's a... You have to listen to it live thing on the Odyssey app, which makes it very challenging sometimes. Um, but 10 a.m. on Tuesdays, if you want to hear us talk about nerdy stuff appropriately instead of talking about it here out of context, then that's the way to do it. 10 a.m. Odyssey app that's spelled with an A. You figure it out. Uh, wow. And get it downloaded to your uh, to your phone now or watch our socials. Yeah, last week I uh, talked about a gray seal um, yeah. riding shotgun on a jetpack bike that can yeah. go apparently 100 no not 150,000 feet in the air sorry no. 15,000 feet in the air uh yeah a rocket motorcycle i thought see i didn't understand it at the time that it was co-pilot i thought it was just a seal piloting a rocket motorcycle <laughs> 15,000 feet in the air yeah. at 300 miles an hour yeah, yeah, and i right. mean dude the crash imagine what that smells like <laughs> It's anyway, like maybe it maybe smells like putting a salmon through a jet engine and firing it into a team's bench. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts, giving us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from Jan Jose to uh, Shalry Joseph. <laughs> I Actually, I, I picked Jan Jose. <laughs> Jan Jose, yeah, that guy, um, or girl, I don't know. Uh, we did get a new uh, a new uh, review today. Um, <laughs> this is this is from earlier this month. We haven't had a chance to read it out on the podcast yet. Um, we uh, for, uh, so this is from Jay Spav on iTunes. Thank you hey, for leaving us a review. Definitely five stars. You did it. Nice. <laughs> Jay Spav says funny boners. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just written that. I would have been so you could have happy. Stopped there, stopped there, and I am a hundred percent cool. Uh, they say always a good laugh from professional talkers, Gregor and Brandon. Which, as Gregor said earlier, I do this for free, so not a professional. Yeah, well, uh, you know. Yeah, he says, uh, or they say, favorite former Sounders player Zach Scott, and Don't favorite, hate that. F- favorite future Sounders player Kim Griffith. Which would, uh, a while back, we asked everybody to name my future baby. And they said, another fantastic gender-neutral child name derived from the one and only Kim Kihi. I know I'm not supposed to say this, but if your baby comes out Korean, definitely Kim, okay? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Second of all, <laughs> no, 100%, no, no, just skip. 100% going to be Kim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just skip right past those questions, buddy. It's not worth it, okay? I'm going to say to my wife, you know what, Catherine? You owe me this. <laughs> Speaking of funny boners, here's an odd headline from Gizmodo.com. Freaky penis snakes have finally made it to the U.S., and of course they chose Florida. <laughs> Freaky penis snake is also happens to be Donald Trump's penis. 
<laughs> or the name of Brandon's sex tape. Yeah, that that too. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the Korean guy who <laughs> is is responsible for your baby. So my um, I was at my my brother Stephen, who is uh, calling himself the unofficial intern of of Full Ninety Podcast. He got married over the weekend last weekend. And hey, congrats! Yeah, good good job, Stephen. Congrats on the sex. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, so I got to see a lot of my family that I haven't seen in a while. And since the last time I saw my sister, um, she has gotten a lot more tattoos. Okay. Whoa. And she doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, I've seen some Smart. of the, I've seen, yeah. So I feel okay saying some of the stuff behind her back. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she got this one tattoo, which is like, and she's, you know, she's Gen Z. She's 10 years younger than me. She, I don't understand half the stuff that she talks about or does. Yeah. One of these tattoos is a skull with a slug coming out of it, but the slug 1,069% looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, uh, what is that? And I was like, is it a? And, and I was as I was about to say penis, she said it's a slug. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. Uh huh. That's Obviously, what I was gonna I say. Do that. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. So um, my mom does listen to this podcast. So sup, mom. <laughs> Your sister, like the sweet ballerina, turned yeah. lots of tattoo hover. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, well, this week, the last time I watched They Were Great, Sounders FC take on the who even f- knows Jan Jose. Oh, Jan Jose. Uh, it's going to be a weird one. Sounders played three matches in seven days, and we get it. Listen, we've also been crushed by the effort it takes to produce zero podcasts in 16 days. So, I mean, <laughs> we get it, guys. You're probably tired, and, you know, the team was looking pretty thin. But, hey, we if anyone understands effort, over a prolonged period of time it it's us it's totally us yeah oh it's uh yeah like we've it's it's funny because you could have gone on vacation for a week in a place Mm. where you have um no television uh and no access to the internet yeah i did that oh you did where were you yeah i was out at copalis i don't went out to the the washington coast you know where ocean shores is yeah The less trashy version of that, about 15 minutes north, is where we were at. Don't get me wrong. I love Ocean Shores, but it is very New Jersey of Washington. It's the, it's the, it's the Jersey Shore of Washington. Uh, when you uh, came back from that, you have missed three matches. Okay, so, Brandon, let's assume that someone out there has been stressed out beyond belief, on vacation, mentally unavailable, and is completely unaware that anything outside their own bubble is even happening. Just assume that, okay? Yeah, just a premise. Uh, sure. Is anything going on in the soccer world? No. <laughs> like what? No, no, nothing. Okay. No, okay, the yeah. sound, so the Sounders played three matches. Yeah. And they, um, well, if you would have gone into that vacation thinking, oh, the Sounders are on their best start ever, broke the MLS record for the unbeaten start to a season, mm-hmm. um, are playing incredibly well without Nico Ladero, without, you know, an injured Will Bruin, Nuhutolo, Stefan Fry, like all of these guys who are injured and, and the Sounders are, are doing great. You would have come back to, it would be like that, um, that gif of, or gif, however you want to say it, um, of uh, Troy from Community walking into the room with pizza and everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> because since you've been gone, the since you've been gone, uh, poor Kelly Clarkson, two hundred thousand dollars a month. Doesn't she have her own show? Yeah, she does. But did you hear about her whole uh, like having to pay spousal support to her ex husband, two hundred thousand dollars a month? 
What? Yeah, it's uh, that's for our other podcast, Kelly Clarkson Today. Um, yeah. <laughs> so since you've been gone, the Sounders have lost two matches, and somehow with five teenagers on the field, actually eventually six teenagers um, mm. total, beat Austin one to nothing. So, but they've Oof. now lost two matches. The Sounders' unbeaten record uh, to the season has ended with a one 0 yeah. loss to Minnesota, and then they lost their first. Uh, to, they lost it by their first two goal, goal margin since before they fired Siggy Schmidt. Oh so, my God! Uh, to 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 Sporting Kansas City. The last time the Sounders lost by two, sorry, two two goal margin at home. Yeah. The last time that the Sounders lost by two goals at home was the game before they fired Siggy Schmidt. <laughs> oh my God! Schmidt's out. <laughs> <laughs> How I'm dare obviously you? Joking. I'm obviously yeah, joking. I'm obviously joking. Wow, that's um okay. Well, that's a lot that I missed, and I don't know. Austin FC, I'm not following them literally at all. I know that they lost one time to Seattle Sounders FC now. But does it say more about our teens or about Austin FC losing to the teens? Like, which is the bigger statement? I think a little bit of both. Um, I mean, if you go back and, like, look at the energy online and on the field and just in the clubhouse after that match when um, everybody was just shocked that the Sounders were able to pull it off. I mean, they literally started five teenagers, the second youngest uh, uh, starting 11 in MLS history. The first time an MLS team had started uh, with five teenagers on the field. So it was obvious, like the Sounders go into this, you know, most of us expecting like, hey, we'll see how this goes. Maybe they'll tie, right? after the first 15 minutes, they really started to get it together. And um, Austin did have a lot of possession, but ended up just like crapping the bed. And uh, the five teenagers who have only not been crapping the bed for a few years uh, were able to pull it off. And then, I mean, obviously, Raul Ruiz Diaz, if you haven't seen the goal, which everybody's seen it at this point, uh, scored a worldie from half court. So uh, almost half court, I should say. So anyway, like... It should have been a zero zero. The sucky the 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 Sounders could have been you know down yeah. by a goal, but for a Raul Ruiz Diaz stunning you know half field uh, lob over the keeper, it would have ended as a draw. But the Sounders walk away with the result. I texted you to be like, well, I haven't seen anything about the match, but I did see the Raul Ruiz Diaz part. You're like, that's all you needed to see. But I'm like, cool. And I literally did not consume any more content. I watched the Raul Ruiz Diaz goal three times on repeat or whatever it was like okay i get it moving the, on the teenagers did amazing i should okay. say like it's not like they just filled in and were you know bodies like they actually played well josh tensio had an amazing game ethan dobelair uh, had a standout breakout game like he did an amazing job his passing was great um uh, you know, uh, a Denerin or, or the the other guy who is not a teenager but came up from Tacoma Defiance looks amazing it would be excited to see him uh, on the sounders roster more frequently as a forward especially with a big guy like will bruin out right now um so anyway i mean it just goes to say that like if the sounders can hold on to all of these guys uh the the future in these guys not just filling in but starting to serve more of uh, uh a vital role to this club could be could be really nice i i think i just noticed you mentioning that will bruin is out yes I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. You missed that, too. So, Will Bruin. <laughs> so, the Sounders injury generator has been going 
bananas. Okay. So ever since the beginning of the season, obviously, Nico Ladero uh, has been out. Yeah. We got who's in, that guy? Yeah. Who, <laughs> who, who knows? Uh, the, the, we did get a bit of an update from uh, Garth Lagerway, who said that, uh, and Bryce Metzger, who both said that Fry might be back by fall. Nico Ladero might be back by very late summer slash maybe early fall. New who apparently can train and run like a train, uh, but it is super he- healthy, except he gets hurt every time he kicks a ball. So it's a really straight, like they said, it's it's unlike any injury that they've ever seen on a Sounders player, which I'm like, okay, New who can't play the game of soccer like a normal person. Like we love him and he's amazing and he's good at it, but he also bicycle clicks at every third, uh, every third clearance. Sure, yeah. Um, apparently he can't get injured like a normal soccer player. Like he has to like <laughs> create, he has to invent a new injury. It's all or nothing for her new Tolo. <laughs> he, he is anything but normal. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess we probably all do that going into it though, huh? Yeah. And then Will Bruin has been injured. Um, apparently he, he is close uh, to coming back. He might be back by San Jose. Wait, uh, but I thought, okay, like jokes aside, I saw you tweet the thing out that was like unplugged the injury generator yeah and it listed will bruin as out with meniscus surgery and he's just he's just gonna come back from that like hey no big deal it's yeah. fine yeah. it's just my knee that won't work ever again what <laughs> he's like i'm only 57 years old i'll be good <laughs> 57 years young please <laughs> yeah sorry you know what it's weird because i was recently looking at um uh when they announced the sounders roster against austin i put all of the sounders ages into a spreadsheet calculated the average age because i was so curious as i was putting those ages in i put in jao paulo's age because he was the oldest person on the field and jao paulo if you look at him with yeah. the beard he's got the sad no, like no no i mean he's been sailing at sea for at least a generation like that, that guy has punched more fish to death than i've even eaten yeah that that guy uh is in the gladiator sequel for sure yeah 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 uh, yeah for sure he is only 30 years old oh he's 30 <laughs> I like just turned 30 this year and I was like looking into the mirror the other day. I was like, man, I'm going to start looking like an old guy soon. But for right now, I feel like I look like a young guy. Japalo <laughs> looks like an old guy for sure. Yeah. Japalo looks like he's seen some stuff, you know, yeah. like it's <laughs> like he sees a, a penis snake and he's like, I'm going to beat the crap out of you, penis snake. <laughs> Where other people might run, you. And, and when I beat the crap out of my penis snake, people... <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Nope. Tell nope, me to... Nope. Hey, Brandon, turn off your Zoom. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but the Sounders will be getting back. Um, actually, so there's, so there's all sorts of player news, okay? So... First of all, uh, Alex Roldan and Christian Roldan both playing in the Gold Cup. Uh, El Salvador gets bounced from the Gold, gold Cup uh, yeah. by Qatar. And now um, uh, El Salvador has sent uh, Christian. How or, are those two teams playing each other? I don't even, I don't understand how this works at all. But like Qatar got an invite. It's kind of the same way that um, like the U.S. has gotten an invite to, uh, what is it? Like the Commie Bowl tournament, right? Okay, cool. Um, so, That's a very simple explanation. Copa America, yeah. yeah. So they get an invite to it because they are the champions of the Asian um, or Oceania or whatever or something like that uh, confederation. So yeah. they get an invite so the so that the Gold Cup can fill out their like 16 or however many team, 24 team uh, tournament, right? So anyway, so 
El Salvador gets bounced. Alex Roldan likely back for the San Jose game. Uh, Christian Roldan gets an assist in their uh, quarterfinal game and is continuing with the U.S., so the Sounders will continue to play without him. Uh, Josh Atencio continues to step up uh, into that role, most likely. Now, what's interesting, though, is that we're, we are firmly within the summer transfer window. Yeah. For for the for just the Sounders are free to sign players. They are free to make trades, etc. There's been a lot of rumors on the rumor mill uh, saying that the Sounders are close, have been close uh, to signing a Brazilian striker named Wesley. Now, we'll get to the transfer talk in a second. Yeah. I feel like every time. <laughs> Like I feel like with a lot of these Brazilian strikers, it's always like you expect them to have a name like Ronaldinho. Yeah, or, you, you, you know, expect Ronaldo in there for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I feel like uh, we have Jao Paulo, which is a you know a pretty good Brazilian name. Yeah, uh, but oh, like great. Wesley just feels like the Sounders could be like we're wow. signing <laughs> signing Brazilian striker Arthur. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but here it is though. Is the guy a person of color? Uh, yes, I think so. so. I feel like this is one of those super unfortunate things where some, like, uh, I have no context for this other than what you've literally just told me, but it feels like it's pretty, it could be pretty scumbaggish where, you know, settlers from the, um, from the Englands, um, whatever you call that, came to, came and set up some plantations and now you have a a black guy with a very, like, English name. Yeah, or like, yeah, uh, yeah, anglicized name for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's you do end up with a lot of like Arthur, you know, being Arthur, you know. But I was just like, Wesley just sounds like an old man name. Like, the Sounders are signing 77 year old Otis. <laughs> uh, breaking news from Nico Moreno. This is from his Twitter, El Orolo Northwest, or NW rather. Which he's Negoti- an amazing source for uh, for transfer talk for the Sounders and, uh, and actually in, in general on MLS. And he has this all beat because he's multilingual also, so he can dig into some more details that maybe we would just glance over, which we would anyway, even if we could. Uh, he said that he's told negotiations between Sounders and Palmieras, I don't know if I'm saying that right, are winding down without a resolution. Wesley transfer, not going to happen. So apparently Wesley's this good, right? Like he, for Palmeiras, he is their, I wouldn't say the talisman. He's not Raul Ruiz Diaz, but he's somebody who they highly value. The Sounders coming in with their transfer offer were something like $4 million short of what Palmeiras wanted. Yeah. If, if the Sounders had signed him, it would have been a record signing fee for the Seattle Sounders. So um, unless they think he's the next uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz. Yeah. Or Nico Ladero, yeah. uh, likely not going to bump that offer up another four million dollars. So uh, it would be it would be good to see the Sounders get some reinforcements in, given uh, the depletion that they've been facing this year. However, the striker position is pretty good right now, <laughs> especially with that that speaking of bicycle kicks earlier, that Freddie Montero attempt on Sporking was pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. He, uh, <laughs> of course, the Sounders go on to lose three to one uh but freddie montero had an amazing attempt at at goal uh yeah. which would have been amazing to see going because we've talked about how that freddie montero does need to get some goals yeah that, uh he did tie the record during that match uh, or he actually set the record he's the first sounders player to 50 goals uh in his career i, I imagine oh. that raul Ruiz diaz if he stays with the sounders for another season will hit that as well yeah. um but if freddie montero keeps scoring you know he's going to try to hold on to that freddie montero will be 77 years old seeing some like you know, person who is not even born 
yet, <laughs> hitting that 50 goal mark and coming back and putting on the Sounders jersey and being like, <laughs> let me show you something. How old did you think he was going to be? <laughs> 77. 69. 60. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I want to go back to something you just touched on. The um, if I, You'll have to correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong about this. The Gold Cup that's sapping away the, um, the contest that's stealing the rolled-ons from us. Last time that happened was 2016. Sounders had a dreadful see, uh, like June and July. It was really the train was coming off the tracks. I believe that's when Ziggy got fired that last time at home, where they lost by two goals or more, and Schmetz took over the team and took them to their first MLS Cup. So anyone who's in full panic mode right now after the best start ever for an MLS club. Seeing a few results that aren't coming together, maybe a lot of draws leading up to that. Chill. This is it, like a really tough time for this for the club. It was also that summer that Nico Ladero signed uh, for the Sounders and, and started playing. So a lot, a lot changed in that 2016 summer. And um, we let's hope that when the Gold Cup, when our players come back from the Gold Cup, and our and really most importantly, our players start coming off of that injury list, uh, the Sounders are going to look very scary going into the final stretch of the season. As we've talked since day one, great, the wins up front are great, but you have to be able to late August really be switching on. Uh, I believe match seventeen is this weekend, and that'll take us to the halfway point. So there's still a whole half of a season to go. Um, on that's a Saturday 2 p.m. match. It's happening at Lumen Field. That's um, so a couple bad results. Let's get them out of the way now, and let's watch the team rebuild for September and October. Halfway into the season, the Sounders, even with those two losses in the last week, are still second in the Supporter Shield standings in MLS. Only a couple points, or maybe even just one point, behind New England Revolution in the Eastern Conference. So, and um, top of the West. Yeah, and so getting yeah top of the West uh, by a couple points to Sporting Kansas City, who I think has a game in hand. Yeah. Um, but, but. That is to say that all of those wins and results that the Sounders were able to pick up without all of those guys at the beginning of the season are going to set them up, hopefully, for reinforcements coming back to hold on to that uh, that cushion that they've been able to build on that second half of the season. Do you legitimately think we'll see Ladero this season? I don't know. I mean, the 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 team seems like uh, Lagerway and Schmetzer both seem pretty confident i mean obviously trying to pump the brakes a little bit on people's expectations saying like late summer possibly early fall for that for those uh for ladero to come back i don't know the severity of his injury because they haven't been super forthcoming with it yeah but if they're saying that we have no reason not to believe them yeah sure i I don't have my hopes up. He was supposed to be back in a couple of matches at the start there and then had some setbacks. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got some needles in there and stuff and started having to dig around a little bit. I don't know how well they could hide that or not. But it seems like suddenly there was like a big obstacle, a big, you know, three month, four month setback. And well, it kind of lines up with having to recover from some sort of little operation or tinkering or something. So. Yeah. I mean, my bigger concern is around Stefan Fry, who had a blood clot. Like, you have to take that so seriously. I've had it. a blood clot. It, yeah. yeah, it's awful. It's like a, it's, uh, I, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but I had to give myself a bunch of injections in the stomach and uh. there, I was in a bathroom at SeaTac crying <laughs> because I had to like, I'm not, not a needle guy. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no, I am laughing at it. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> Every time, like the first time, I'm like, okay, okay, I'll get better. And just like the further it went, like the, you know, you do it for seven days, twice a day or whatever. And it's just awful. And then you have to like, 
That people probably don't know a lot about blood clots, a DVT or whatever. You you end up having to get on a blood thinner, and they have to get it dialed in just right. So every week you have to go in and get the finger prick to do the blood test to make sure that you're in this window of having your blood thin but not too thin so the blood clot can um, can break up or whatever. And it's a six-month process that you have to deal with it. Talking about finger pricks, um, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Jordan Morris uh, has been out injured, but both him and Stefan Fry are back into training, um, starting to just get some fitness back in, right? Um, So that's good to see. Uh, Jordan Morris is another one of those reinforcements to come in. The second thing is that I didn't know that Stefan Fry's treatment included him having to go to SeaTac, crying in a stall, injecting himself in the stomach. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Um, if you had to take of the last three matches, the most important player for S- Seattle in July, it's your slapping it together man of the match. Who do you choose? Uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz, by far. This team has been good, or maybe even Gel Paulo. I, so I'd say that those two, and then down the list, far is the rest of the team. They've all been playing great. Yamar has been awesome. He's he's. In my opinion, MLS best eleven this season. Um, so are Gio Paulo. So is Raul Ruiz Diaz. But without Ruiz Diaz being able to finish the way that he does and trying the stuff that he does, and without Gio Paulo being <laughs> the only person over twenty in the midfield <laughs> able to like you know <laughs> have any sense of responsibility uh, to be able to control things, uh, this team isn't anywhere near where it is uh, given the the depletion in the roster that it's had. So I would say either Raul Ruiz, uh Raul, Ra- Razal Ghul Ruiz. <laughs> Razal Ghul Diaz. <laughs> uh, Razal Ghul Diaz. Uh, <laughs> Get that on the back of a jersey. <laughs> uh, so Raul Ruiz uh and Jao Paulo to me are are you know, interchangeable as far as the, the most important player. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, because um, there's a bunch of individual efforts being put together there, and Madranda could probably get a, a nod there as well, totally. I would say. Yeah. Hey, real quick, before we move on, did somebody else get a shot at playing goalkeeper in one of these matches? Yeah, actually, good call. Um, so the Sounders ha- now have used four different people in goal this year, including <laughs> Alex Roldan. Uh, and and four people have a shutout now. So Stefan Fry, Alex Roldan, Stefan Cleveland, who's been filling in uh, most frequently for Stefan Fry. And uh, in the match against Austin, Spencer Ritchie, who is a Seattle native, uh, went to UW. And played, started at FC Cincinnati in their inaugural season, played for the Whitecaps for a little bit. Uh, the Sounders picked him up in the offseason, and he's mostly been riding the bit, bench. <laughs> and I almost said the riding that. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost said that on accident. Um, and he comes in and gets a, a shutout. So four different players on the Sounders roster now have shutouts. Uh, congrats to Spencer Ritchie uh, on that in his in his uh, Sounders debut. Um, Schmetzer probably trying to get a little bit of rotation, trying to, um, you know, if there's an Open Cup, which I don't know if there's going to be, but they are going into the Campiones Cup, which is this made-up tournament, which um, the Sounders will be playing in. For some reason, uh, so maybe Spencer Ritchie sees some time in that while Stephen sure. Cleveland still uh, serves as the number one uh, during yeah. the regular season. That's cool to hear that someone else got a shot. That's uh, and that's funny. Four different keepers with a shutout. Somebody tweeted that at me, and I was like, "Yeah, I did not know what they were talking about." <laughs> <laughs> if uh, uh, if if they do play in the Campeones Cup, 
and the Gold Cup and then something like the Desert Diamond Cup. I <laughs> swear to God, I hope Brian Schmetzer puts Alex Roldan in for a match. <laughs> All right, Seattle Sounders FC back in action Saturday, 2 p.m. Jan Jose comes to Lumen Field. These teams last met up on an amazing night for the Super Rolled On brothers. One with a goal, the other keeping goals out for a clean sheet. Yeah, speaking of uh, yeah. Uh, Alex Rolled On and goal, the last time these player these teams faced was when Stefan Fry did go out with that injury. The Sounders were out of subs. They had to put a field player in, and Christian Rolled On told his brother. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's amazing. Get, yeah. Hey, put on the jersey. You're getting in there. He's like, what? What? <laughs> this jersey doesn't say Razal Guli Diaz, though. <laughs> I like how it's like not Guli Diaz, it's Guli. <laughs> so it sounds like it's like a ghost. It's like the ghost of Razal Guli Diaz. <laughs> yeah, but Peruvian. <laughs> how do you say Spectre in, in Spanish? Peruvian Batman seems awesome. <laughs> Uh, his bat uh, the the Bruce Wayne in Peru is like Wesley Wayne. <laughs> I'm dead. Just like Wesley Wayne's parents. Uh, he was raised by his grandparents. Uh, they, they dead too. Yeah. Okay. What's Alfredo? Is the is- yeah. Instead of the penguin, it's the guinea pig. No, but I want it to be. This is going someone's gonna get mad at me. I want it to be Alfreda uh-huh. because I want it to be uh, like the like the real tough woman that raises Peruvian Batman. I want it to be <laughs> flip the genders on there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we ask the question here on the sheet every week: Why are they good about the opposing about the opposition coming to town? Why are they good? They aren't. They this team aren't. is eleventh in the West, three, seven, and five. Which also means that I am terrified for the performance <laughs> that the Sounders will deliver on Saturday afternoon, specifically since I'm going to be there to suffer through it. Are you taking your kid again? I actually don't know. My buddy who I shared the tickets with, shout out to Brian, he um, he hit me up to be like, hey, we're going to this one? And I was, he just, he was like, you in for, and then the, uh, sure, okay, yeah, I'm in. But like, I think he's out of town, and so I don't. I really don't have any clue. Plus, 2 o'clock is his nap time, and he's such a dick if he doesn't nap. So it's like... Are we still talking about Brian? Yeah. He's <laughs> okay, such cool. a... No. Um, yeah, my kid's nap time, to be clear. Yeah. Bring his nutcracker it, with us. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, you go into a match. The Sounders go into a match against Jan Jose. Yeah. And... Um, Jan Jose being very bad this season. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Only three wins this year. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this as they went into the match against Vancouver or even the match against Austin that was very bad. Uh, you worry that the Sounders are going to go through a trap game, right? Where this, like, you go into it feeling confident. However, I don't feel like the Sounders are in that position at the moment because they've come off of two losses out of their last three and because the roster is so depleted. I don't think any game can really be considered a trap game where you feel so comfortable and so confident that you take it too easy because the Sounders just don't have that liberty or I don't think they have that mentality uh, right now given where they've been over the last few weeks, right? Sure. Um, so 
that doesn't mean that I don't think a crappy team like Jan Jose can pull off a result. Uh, and Wanda's always got the number, you know? He al- Yeah, he always gets up for these Sounders matches, and they have players like Cade Cowell, who's a young guy who's come through and, and has been um, pretty yeah. good, and I, I'm pretty sure tore up the Sounders' defense uh, the last time that they played, despite not being able to get a goal. So, um, yeah, I could see this game being very difficult for the Sounders. And also not being able to score on a you know field player, but no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the game was that we were you were you specifically were so confident that the Sounders would not fall be susceptible to a trap game like that and then they ended up leaving points on the field. I can't. It was a I think it was the, I think it was the Whitecaps match to be honest. Well, whatever it was. Yeah, I'm yeah. just uh I remember feeling that way before, and we learned our lesson. Yeah, two two Sounders versus Whitecaps back yeah. in June. So yeah. So I, I'm this. These types of matches always worry me. I'm always worried about Jan Jose. Sometimes you win seven nil or one or whatever, and sometimes yeah. you lose one nothing on an 89th minute Wondolowski Wondolowski goal. You know. Yeah. So actually, now that I remember that that uh, Whitecaps game was the first match that the Sounders have given up a goal from the run of play. So that did end up kind of being the trap game that I didn't think it would. Um, now, San Jose is bad, uh, yep. but they come into this match having two red cards in their last two matches. Um, and they are... While they're bad, they are also unbeaten in their last four matches. So those four are four draws. They still only have three wins on the season. Those draws were 1-1, 1-1, 1-1, and 2-2. So they're very committed to not raising or lowering their goal differential. But that's 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 really interesting because they have seven losses on the season, and that means they've stopped that bleeding at so, to some degree. Like yeah. whatever that was that was happening, they're at least riding the ship a little bit, and they're scoring at least a goal a game. So you got to think that there's potential for them to be able to take apart a um, a young Sounders squad, specifically with your Shane O'Neill being hurt. Hopefully, is he back or is he still out? Shane O'Neill made his uh, comeback against Kansas City uh, Great. over the weekend. So Okay, good. So maybe a little bit fresher this time with a few days off and whatnot. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, Jan Jose always going to be problematic for yeah. me. Ariaga, um, I, I will say that the Sounders defense, thankfully, has been the solid spot for the Sounders this year, right? Um, and that said, in the last couple of matches, Ariaga has looked like an absolute liability. So having Shane O'Neill, Shane O'Neill come back at this moment might give some time for the Sounders, or it might give them some um, options to maybe bench Ariaga for a little bit until he can kind of get it together. All right, take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon. It's swirling around. It's telling you it's going to be hot on Saturday at Lumen Field, a heat wave once again returning to the uh, western state, the state of Western Washington. And and Eastern Washington, the state of well, Liberty. It's, it's all, all the time there, full yeah. time there. Anyway, the Sounders, 2 p.m., that's, uh, that's about peak heat if you're going to have a soccer match outside, which they are against Jan Jose. Lumenfield, take a look at that Crystal Pepsi ball and tell us what you see. Well, I see because uh, Razal Gouli Diaz didn't get a goal in the match against um, uh, Kansas City. I am going to say that he's going to go ahead and get one in this one because the dude can't stop scoring. Uh, well, apparently he did stop scoring last week. The dude <laughs> can't stop wanting to score. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give the Sounders a 2-0 win. Uh, Will Bruin making his triumphant comeback with a header for the Sounders' second goal. 
Okay, um, that seems about right. I would have I would have seen it that way too. I think I'm gonna go less optimistic. My theme for this season, I'm gonna say one nil Sounders, and so that there's gonna be kind of like a kind of a crap goal that yeah. happens at some point, yeah. maybe real early, and then a boring stalemate from there on out or something like that. Real exciting start with a real slow burn after that. Perfect. One nil. And I, I just hope that uh, Alex Roldan remembers just because it's San Jose doesn't mean you can use your hands. <laughs> In case this podcast was just too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Uh, too long, didn't listen. At least we're not playing in Florida. You don't have to worry about freaky penis snakes. <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to bring that back up. Yeah. Too long, didn't listen. That kid is going to be looking for Stefan Fry by knocking on SeaTac bathroom stalls. <laughs> Just listen for the whimpering. <laughs> hey, too long, didn't listen. Razal Ghouli Diaz. <laughs>